and welcome back to Matrix Breakers. Uh, so we are here today to discuss a bit of a pivot in the podcast, but still related to all of the great topics that we talk about all the time, which is strategy. Now, with many people that are in my personal life, I tend to tell them, which they know this already, but I am a strategist by nature. I create strategies for my finances, for my relationships, for my lifestyle, for my goals, my ambitions, and my businesses. Once I have the right strategies, taking action and doing those things comes with ease because we create a methodology for achievement. Now, that's just the way that I'm operated. A lot of people have a very hard time with that kind of thing. And this is why I have been very keen on coaching individuals as well as businesses on how they can best use strategy, whether it's a marketing strategy, financial strategy, a new product development strategy, or in general, lifestyle strategy, how to plan a trip, how to move into a new place, get the best deal, how to get the best deal from car insurance, various different elements of life that you can have a strategy for. And me, being a strategist by nature, I'm able to help people put together those steps and more importantly, put together those systems. Systems being things that you do over and over again. And sometimes there's not a method to it. There's just you doing and or the distractions that come from doing things simultaneously or uh, doing things out of order, right? Success is sequential. There's a sequence to achieving success. And I definitely help people with that kind of mindset. So taking that idea of strategizing your life, strategizing your business, and maximizing it to its full potential by having someone like me by your side is going to be something we talk about a lot more on the podcast. Because here's the deal. Matrix Breakers. Yes, it's about revealing the truth about how the world really works, but we don't get stuck there. You see, because there's also a personal matrix inside of all of us, and being in this reference to the matrix, we're looking at uh, limitations, levels of control that are inhibiting you from succeeding, inhibiting you from living a fulfilled life, these kinds of things, very significant. With what I do and with what I want to talk about more on this podcast is not just the craziness of the world. We all agree that the world is insane. We're going to cover things and bring clarity to complex topics. Absolutely. But in doing so, I want to sprinkle in more of personal achievement, personal growth, ways for you to navigate in the insane world and still make a lasting change, still live a life of purpose. So that is the goal ultimately. I wanted to preface the beginning of this podcast by sharing just a little bit of my um, uh, intuition with all of you as to what I feel is coming next uh, and authenticity to show you that this is not just about breaking news and culture and all of those crazy things that I love to talk about and that I am very keenly aware of. And I have a certain perspective that 
you some say could say being balanced uh, and being you know someone who has in-depth knowledge on certain things or at least i don't speak on things that i don't have in-depth knowledge on let's just say that and taking those topics and maybe helping people understand the complexity of them i'm so about that always but there's also a complexity to life there's a complexity to managing life systems managing business systems and allowing life to feel like it flows, to feel like it's easy going. And that doesn't mean it's there's not hard times because we're in hard times. And during these kinds of hard times, podcasts like these are going to help you drive into the future with a positive mindset, with a strategy, knowing what to do and how to do it. That's what this podcast is turning into. So if you're interested, by the way, in doing any kind of personal strategizing with me directly, please feel free to reach out. Reach me directly on social media. Reach me directly uh, through my phone number if some of you can reach me and call me. I'm always down to talk about what's going on in your life and how I can be of assistance. And of course, I'm going to leave a link for those who are a little bit newer. Leave a link there in the description below uh, to uh, go direct to me. Schedule a strategy call and we can talk about what you're dealing with and maybe how I can help. Now, I can't promise you I can help everyone, but I know I can help some. So with that being said, today's topic is about a self-assessment, right? Before we go into strategy, before we go into achievement, before we go into all the things, you have to have self-awareness. Self-awareness is going to take you to really the idea of who you are, your identity, how you identify. Now, and we're not talking about gender roles here but how you identify in the world and how you serve the world, okay? We can go into the, the Purpose Hedgehog. That'll be another podcast. I've talked about that before in the past. But finding your purpose, but more importantly, self-awareness, like knowing where you fit in the world and how you are showing up. You know, because some people right now, you're trying to be number one. You're trying to be the business owner. You're trying to be the driver of some creativity that maybe... You feel passionate about, but is it really going to be your economic engine? Is it really going to be something that you stick your teeth into and say, this is my life and this is how it's going to be for the rest of my life, right? Those are good questions to ask because if that is not true for you and you're recognizing that maybe there is this pursuit that you're on that is not going to end very well, or it just won't end. It'll be a cycle of abuse that you use on yourself over and over again, saying to yourself, maybe even lying to yourself, that this is something that you really want. But could it possibly be in this particular example that you are better off as a number two guy, somebody and or gal, somebody who is assisting another great player, or, and let's put it this way, instead of acquiring all the other skills that you're looking to achieve, that you're looking to help your clients, or that you're looking to help your business, or that you're looking to help your family dynamics or the relationships around you, instead of going and acquiring all these other skills, let's just say in this example, you collaborate. You work with other people. Where is the benefit there? I'm just giving you a little bit of a free nugget there. Just to, just to think about before we get into it all. But a self-awareness is for you to understand where you truly are 
in how you can propel yourself forward. This is a very important. When you think of self-assessment, the first thing is self-awareness, getting a clue as to where you're actually at. Now, the other thing, another point here would be your goals and objectives. You know, a lot of people kind of mindlessly go through life or they just don't quite write intentions and goals very often. Uh, some people might do it once a month, once a year. Uh, how's that going, by the way? 2023 goals. Remember those? How you doing with those? You see, we have to write down our intentions, our priorities, and our tasks every single day. If you know your goals, if you know where you're at, especially weekly, if you can just start weekly, that will dramatically increase your um, dependence on yourself, your self-assurance. Because once you achieve certain weekly goals, you can kind of also see where you where you fail on them and you can really assess, well, this is why I failed at this goal and this is what happened that week and this is why it didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to. That totally happens. And so it's just about goals is, is not just as much as achieving them is important. It's also about keeping track of progress. That is one of the most significant part of goals, you know, because I don't even personally love goals, you know, like let's make this goal, you know, and I, I feel like sometimes you write these things down and then they don't become inspiring to you after a month. Let's say you write like a three month goal and then two weeks go by and it's, it's just not hitting right. And so what I recommend people do is actually create micro goals. So if you have the aspiration that you want to be a professional singer, let's just say, or a musician of some kind, your idea of that is like, wow, I could maybe achieve that in six months, you know, or maybe that would be a yearly goal or something like that. What I would say is, sure, have the idea in mind as to what you're wanting to create. More importantly, though, break that down into a sequence of events. Like, what is actually supposed to happen first? And for, like, this musician example, you would need to become pretty skilled at the instrument or in the vocals that you're looking to sing. You would need to develop those skills. You would need to, you know, grow in that area so that you can have the confidence to go in there and be the practitioner, okay? So that way, whenever you come, like, where it comes time to actually show up, market yourself and get on the stage or get into an audition of some kind or just go out on the street and do some busking or something, you'll have that level of self-awareness, confidence, to play your heart out and to know that what you're doing and what you're playing is actually some of your best work, right? And so I'm just telling you right now, start somewhere with your goals by making little micro goals. Well, if you want to be a singer and you want to make, let's say you make full-time living singing, well, what does that look like for you first? Well, let's start by practicing and then let's start by introducing this talent to, let's say, your social media or your friends and family. Um, that turns into getting invited to a wedding to sing at the wedding, you know, and, and so that turns into like little things at a time. You'll start to actually experience success. And with those little successes, this is the crazy part that actually most people don't realize. Once you have small success, you will settle you'll get comfortable. So then you become a wedding singer, right? Like this is like Adam Sandler. 
And then all you do is wedding singing and maybe that fulfills your life and maybe that fills up your cup and maybe that pays well enough and it has a certain season that's successful that you are fulfilled. That's the self-awareness we're talking about from step one. Dude, if you want to be a wedding singer and that's all you want to do and that's uh, you thought you wanted to sing on Disney Channel or something and that's changing to, okay, wait, now, okay, well, I'm a wedding singer and that's what I love to do. Let that be good for you. Let that be a great thing for you. However, what I see is people will often stop short of their potential and then they'll just stay in that next comfort level where you can acknowledge how far you've come with the goals that you set a year ago, two years ago and where you were, but you can look back and realize you've come so far without actually looking forward. That's the problem that people have. They don't aspire for more. And what I'm inviting people to do is, sure, be self-aware, see where you're really at and how you really feel about your particular endeavor, but where can you actually see broader, larger success? Where can you tap into your potential even more? It would start by taking micro goals and setting them again to achieve the next thing. And then as your confidence continues to grow, your self-assurance continues to grow, you will be presented with more opportunities. It's all how God works too. Where your preparation will come the opportunity. But I do see a lot of people stuck in paralysis and analysis. You're getting good to get good and you're getting ready to get ready. I always say that quite often. You're getting ready to get ready. Tell that to my friends all the time. Sounds like you're getting ready to get ready. Meaning you're never going to be perfect. You're getting ready to get ready. And it's just like this endless cycle of, oh man, I'm not ready, ready. You know, I'm getting ready to get ready. Like that's the kind of mindset. Maybe you wouldn't actually say that to yourself. You think you're actually progressing, but no, you're in this mind like cycle that's not letting you achieve the next thing. So anyway, just wanted to explain that there. And uh, part three, I think would be similar to what we were explaining with self-awareness, but it would be to assess your personal strengths and weaknesses. Having personal strengths and weaknesses assessed gets you a reality check, okay? So if you're starting a, a podcast, like, like, like what I do, if you're starting a new podcast and you have a strength, your strength is, man, um, I can come up with an endless amount of topics. I can talk about a wide range of things. And let's even say that um, you have a, a large network that you can reach out to an interview, Okay. But then that's your strength. But your weaknesses in this example, let's just say, for example, would be, oh, I lack consistency. You know, I mean, I'm kind of the same way, right? Oh, I lack consistency and I tend to move on to other things and I get distracted too easily. So I don't take it that seriously. And then that just turns into like, you know, it's not going to be a successful podcast, right? And so I've dealt with this exact thing when I first started was just this kind of back and forth between whether I loved it or not. And so what I'm realizing is, you know, when you go to set those goals and you are out there to achieve whatever you're achieving, what you need to do from there is take your strengths, take your weaknesses, recognize maybe how can you outsource your weaknesses? Because your strengths, you should maximize on, right? Get into those topics, talk about as much as you possibly can, continue to grow your knowledge base on something. 
Those things are very significant. But also, more importantly, take your weaknesses and say to yourself, how do I outsource this? Some of those people's weaknesses is I don't like to edit. I don't like to do the computer thing and have to edit and and upload my podcast. I just don't want to do that. How valuable is this endeavor for you? If you love the podcast and you really want to do it, how can you manage to pay someone to go and edit your videos, edit your audio, and upload everything for you? There are services out there that do that. Now, I don't personally do that. I upload all my own stuff, but there are people out there that can assist you in that kind of thing. So I just want to acknowledge that with you and and assess that like your weaknesses are very much outsourceable. Collaboration is the goal. If you collaborate with someone and maybe you, they see value in you and maybe it doesn't cost you, but maybe you refer them and their services to other people, something along those lines, or maybe even you advertise for their video editing on your podcast as a, some kind of value exchange. You see, those are ways to solve for your weaknesses, right? And so the other point here is to Analyze your current resources. You know, people in business, they deal with materials. They deal with tools. They deal with people, right? And other resources. Those things can come at a cost. They can also be reduced, right? Like materials could be reduced. And if you don't realize what exactly you have, how are you supposed to deploy everything? See, massive CEOs and successful people they have a way of managing resources, right, on a large scale. It's actually a huge industry, resource management. Um, but in this example, you have to assess what kind of resources do you have to be successful. Um, let's say in this other example, you want to make a YouTube channel. Well, let's just, in this example, say that you don't have a camera yet, but you have a webcam and you have a phone. So maybe that can do for now, right? Right. And you don't have the money to get the camera, but you would like to. Uh, Let's say you don't have lighting yet, but you would like to get some lighting maybe to help you with your video recording and stuff like that. Um, But let's say you downloaded a software where you know you could record video and edit and you feel comfortable with editing and you feel good about doing that part of the process. Well, if that's the case, then see to it that you go about this in a way that helps you succeed to the next level, okay? So you take what your resources that you actually have and either use what you have, get started. Don't be in this getting ready to get ready. The resource part is what stops a lot of people from succeeding because they feel like, oh, well, I need the best newest camera or I need the best lighting or, and I'm talking about a YouTuber, for example, if this was your goal, or I need to write a hundred content ideas and then I'll start my, my video. To me, I'm just saying, look, you've got an iPhone, you've got a computer, you've got some way to record and upload, just get started. If you just get started, it's all good. Everyone needs to feel like, they want to look perfect on their first video or their first podcast or their first post on social media. Like none of that actually matters. What matters is that you execute. And I'm telling you the satisfaction that comes from executing on something, even though you don't have all the resources, it feels amazing because as you succeed in just execution, you'll recognize that the resources will come. And as those resources come, 
you will be able to utilize those resources even more effectively because you were doing it without it. This is the biggest key thing. You see, I even recently downloaded a new software. Helps me stream, helps me edit, helps me do a few other things. That was, I had to do all that stuff myself already. But now that I've got another software that I just, you know, found and I feel like, oh, this is a good thing. That's going to help me. It's a tool, okay? Tools are going to help you succeed quicker. It's like I have a screwdriver and I'm taking apart a bed frame. Got a screwdriver, you know, you can make it happen. It'll take a little bit longer. Then you get a power drill and it takes, I mean, quantum leaps the time that takes to take apart the bed frame or put it together, right? Same idea. Find tools that can help you succeed and delegate what you don't want to do. Those are the important things. Delegate your weaknesses, finding tools that help your, even helping your weaknesses, find tools that can help that grow, be successful, ideally. And another thing is to evaluate your network more than evaluate your network, which is important, by the way, I actually just actually, I will take a moment on this auditing your friends will greatly reduce your, um, lack of motivation. It will greatly reduce your inability to succeed and have community. I think that more importantly, auditing your friends and your current relationships will help you succeed in a manner that you might not even see possible right now. You see, if you eliminate one bad apple from your group of friends, you can witness dramatic change and you can see that progression happening almost immediately. It doesn't need to be a hardcore cutoff, but it needs to be a gradual decision around who you associate with, how long you associate with them, what exactly y'all do together, that kind of association and that kind of relationship you want to analyze. And then once, if you decide that it's going to gradually go away and it might improve the quality of your life, I highly recommend that auditing your friends is important. Taking a look at some of the valuable friends that you do have and bringing them in closer, connecting them to each other, somehow building community through that, that can also be important. So just auditing your network, right? You you have to take opportunity here to witness your own influence over your network. I always say, you know, to have influence is to have trust, to have accountability with your relationships. If you have trust and accountability with your relationships, you'll have influence because people will trust that you have their best interest at heart because you're not going around sharing everyone's business with everyone else, but also that you have the ability to think methodically about their problems and present to them the right kinds of solutions. You see, if you solve enough people's problems in your community, you'll be recommended more often. You'll be praised in your community, right? People will see you as very influential and successful. More importantly, they'll see you as a true friend, someone who can really help them in a tight pinch, also help them in general, like just being of service. That kind of friend, that kind of person, that kind of network will help you succeed dramatically. So definitely evaluate your network 
and ask your ask this question for yourself. Are your current con connections aligned with your goals, right? And how can you nurture valuable friendships? So taking that partier, that person that wants to just go out or the drinker or the smoker or just maybe someone, and no offense if you do that, but it's just that there might be someone in your group that does a little bit more excessively than others, a little more partying, a little more drinking, that kind of thing. I'm just making those as two examples. There could be people who are genuinely fucking lazy and they just do that so consistently. And every time you hang out with them, all you literally do is watch football or all you do is watch the basketball game or all you do is you know play video games. I'm just being real with some of you out there. That ain't going to get you anywhere. If all you're doing is just playing video games with someone, it's you're not progressing. It's not helping anybody, okay? Not serving the world in the way that you want to. You cut someone else, you cut someone out like that. I'm telling you, you spend more time because this is the question that that ultimately is being asked. How do you nurture valuable friendships? You have to first understand how what is a valuable friendship? A valuable friendship is someone who challenges you but doesn't um, disrespect you. Someone who wants to see you grow, wants to see you succeed. That's a valuable friend. Someone who also has a network of their own is also valuable. Someone who also has influence in their networks, significant. Those are the types of people that you want to nurture. Nurture those very valuable friendships in your life. Uh, and I can talk for hours about that. That's going to be a whole nother podcast. So gauging market and industry trends. Now, again, this is for those of you that are more or less wanting to service or create a product. If you're thinking about those elements in this self-assessment of your strategy, if you are a musician and you want to become world famous, well, your goal is not going to be the same as it once was 10 or even 15 years ago. Going in and you maybe starting a band in the garage and then getting a you know local gig at a local bar and then growing from that local to that local and then maybe getting to another stage. Like those are some some steps that might be taken as a way that will increase your likelihood of success as a musician. But if you want to be well known and you want to create a brand as a musician, you need to spend every single day on TikTok, literally. I mean, spend every single day on these apps, these social media apps, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Create content for those platforms. And as you grow, as you continue to gift the world with playing your music, you'll find opportunities to play live. You'll find great opportunities to get paid for doing what you love. Because people pay entertainers, right? So this is one way of gauging market and trends. Like, why would you go about it in the old-fashioned way? If you gauge a market, the market of music listeners are on Apple Music, Spotify, and they are on social media, especially TikTok. If you're being real about it, when you analyze that, it's an assessment. Looking at it like that can tell you which direction your strategy should go. Because if you have a great strategy in the wrong direction, you're slowing yourself down. You may not be as successful. Not saying you're not successful, but it may not be as successful, okay? Another thing is, I talk about this quite often. We're gonna talk about this a lot more on the podcast, but it's a financial assessment. Realize 
where your financial resources are. Now that can go under the classified resource assessment, but if you're looking at your finances, how are you able to manage your money? How well are you doing in that way? I mean, some people are very good. Some people are just horrible. There's savers, there's spenders, there's, you know, money monks. And then I think there's just financial planners, better people like who can do both, right? Know where your investments are going. Know, and that investment can be time as well. And money being like where you are spending your money. You are investing in, if it's, you like to go out and drink at this one bar every, whatever, you're investing in that bar. I mean, you're helping it keep it, keep the doors open at that bar. I'll tell you that much, you know, um, think about where you're at and where you're financially invested. Financial assessment is absolutely key, especially for people who are in business, or if you aspire to be in business, you need to understand how much something costs. If you're trying to start a YouTube channel and you do not know the cost of that camera that you're looking to buy, take a deep look. Know your numbers. That's a financial assessment. Another point is the health and well-being. You know, a self-assessment can be obviously very analytical. But when you think about the bodily autonomy and when you assess yourself and your health, your well-being, how are you doing lately? Are you getting good sleep? Are you organized and scheduled in that sense? There's a strategy, by the way, for sleep. And there's a strategy for a workout routine, things like that. That's what we want to create here on the podcast, just more strategies, strategies around a lot of things. So if you are strategizing your time wisely, you could be getting to all the great things. Are you cooking more or less often? You know, like, are you able to get better quality food or are you eating out too much? Eating oils, all the things that are bad for you. I mean, there's a lot there. So check in with yourself because if you're not healthy and you're not feeling your best, if you're not feeling great, how successful can you really be in the business world? How successful can you really be going about on your other endeavors? How much you know instruments can you play? This, that. Those things are also very important. Keeping your health in check is extremely significant. Measuring progress and success, similar to your goal setting from earlier, if you can write weekly where your progress is, progress report, that is a, it's a huge concept. If you know where you're progressing, where you're trending, then you'll know where you're going to end up. Are you going to hit that goal or are you not? Check in on your progress. Do the tallies on the numbers. Where are you this week? In the middle of the week, where are you, right? On, on numbers, goals, all those things. Check in with your progress, okay? How do you even measure your own success is a question. And what metrics do you use to gauge your progress? These are good questions to ask yourself. How do you measure your success? If it's a musician, I, would, I wouldn't even have a clue. But what I would know is at some level is maybe playing a song or playing a chord or playing a, a, a certain amount of chords in a sequence, finding those sequences and then playing them more often. Like, is that successful? I'm not sure, but you need to know how to measure your success. Another great self-assessment tool. And of course, the last part here is to continue the assessment. So assess, strategize, execute, right? As you're executing on your strategy, where exactly can you continue that cycle? How can you bring that cycle to a normalcy in your life? That is another great point here. So again, 
in conclusion, we're, we're just trying to take all these things that we've discussed and make them a part of our lives, okay? If hopefully you've asked those questions, how can you integrate these like regular self-assessments in your life? I would say use something called the Panda Planner. I absolutely love that thing. There's like a monthly and a weekly and a daily you know, task and agenda planner. It's really great. Having a planner can be a way for you to measure progress and to do a self-assessment, right? Health and well-being, all those things. So this is what I wanted to share with you guys today. I hope you guys are um, just able to take some value from this and the continued content that we want to discuss here. So I really appreciate your time and uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.